Hey everybody, welcome to another T-Rex Talk. This is Isaac Botkin, and today we have a kind of special episode because I have a guest. First, I want to tell you a quick story, though, about a very powerful New Jersey state senator named Stephen Sweeney. He wasn't just a state senator. He was actually the president of the Senate. He'd been in office for a very long time, held considerable political power, and he was recently beaten in uh, his most recent political race, despite having spent over $300,000 on his campaign. His opponent was a trucker named Edward Durr, who uh, defeated him by a really decent margin, despite spending uh, less than $3,000. There's a whole bunch of reasons why I think that this story would be particularly interesting to T-Rex Arms fans, but uh, I'm just going to play the telephone conversation that I had with Mr. Durr. Uh, I hope you find it interesting and as encouraging as I did. So here, here at T-Rex Arms, we, um, we've been working with gun-related stuff for a while, but uh, we also have wanted to get people more involved in their local politics, uh, get more involved in their local communities. Shall we just get into it and just, uh, and just start talking? Sure, whatever, whatever you want to do. I, I, I feel a little comfortable with talking to you guys. I don't think you're going to be like a CNN. I'll start off a little bit sarcastically. So uh, you recently won a New Jersey election. Uh, clearly, you're related to uh, de Blasio's or Cuomo's or something, uh, or come from big money family. Uh, is that correct? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, no. I, I, I've struggled all my life making ends meet. Let, let's go back a little bit. So you're a truck driver. What was it that caused you to decide to run for office? I've always had my uh, firearms purchase license. You know, I could buy handguns or shotgun or rifle, whatever I wanted. But uh, I decided I wanted to have a concealed carry. And I did not really pay much attention to politics, so I did not know the uh, roadblocks I would run into when I went and applied. So I went and applied in my local town, and I was basically laughed at. And I... I had a little bit of an issue with that, given the fact that, as I said, I'm a truck driver who's been driving for 25 years. I have been on nearly every military base, every government facility up and down the East Coast. I've been to Langley. I've been to the Pentagon. I've been to these places. I've been fingerprinted countless times, never been arrested in my entire life. And I know what the Second Amendment says. So I found this to be uh, hard to take. And so I started looking into politics. This is an amazing upset, winning the the twenty this this twenty twenty one election. But you you tried running in twenty nineteen. Is that correct? Yes, I ran for the the assembly gets voted every two years. Now the Senate goes two four four. This is a two year cycle for the Senate, so I will be running again in twenty three. But in nineteen, I ran for assembly, just figuring just to be get into the legislature, be part of it, and. You know, I was a novice at running a campaign, so I fucked the system a little bit, didn't pay much attention to a lot of things. So I made a lot of mistakes in that campaign. Well, I, you know, when I was asked to run for Senate this year, I said to myself, I'm going to listen to the people who've been around this business. I'm going to do as I told, which my county chair, Jackie Vigilante, and our political consultant, Steve Cush, they gave me great advice. They told me what I what I did wrong in 19. And so I listened to them and I worked my butt off. I just did what I was, you know, more or less 
giving advice of what will help me win this campaign. Well, and you did a phenomenal job. Can you boil down? Because one of the things that we would love for our our listeners and our, our followers to understand is how accessible it is. You don't actually have to be uh, a de Blasio. You don't have to be a Cuomo. You don't have to be related to some of these folks. But if you do the work, you can actually build relationships and make inroads and appeal to voters. You know, what were some of the things that you learned between those um, those two campaigns? Well, what I did was, you know, I was, again, a fish out of water, so to speak in 19 did not have any of the political connections. So I started finding out who the town mayor and the councils were, who were Republicans because I ran as a Republican. And I started finding out because each town, like I'm not sure if every state is like this, but in New Jersey in in our organization, we have towns who have committees and you have a committee chair. So I, I, you know, became committee chair in 2020 you know, of my own town, and I gathered with people. So I started building an army, started building a network of people I could talk to. That way I had volunteers who would go out with me knocking doors, because there was no way I was going to knock all the thousands and thousands of doors I knocked by myself. So I got people to work with me. As far as registering to run, it's pretty simple in New Jersey. You you go go online, you get a paper printed out, you go and get yourself 100 signatures, I made sure I always get like two, three hundred just to be on the safe side because the Democrats do like to challenge the signatures. Say you got somebody who isn't in the district, somebody who shouldn't have been signing it, some because it has to be a Republican that signs it for to get on the primary. Mm-hmm. So that, I, I did, I did that work, you know, and that's what I learned that I didn't really know in nineteen. You, uh, as you were running this most recent time. You were taking advice, you were doing the work, you'd assembled your guys, uh, but did you think you were going to win? Well, everybody else I know did not think I stood a chance. I knew, because I'm a numbers guy, I looked at the numbers that were in the past election. I looked at how big my district was. I looked at the differences between the registered Republicans, registered Democrats, and the independents, and I knew I wasn't 100%, but I knew that if I did the work and I reached enough voters, it was a coin toss 50-50 in my personal opinion. It became less of a coin toss the more I worked because the more I worked, the more I talked to the people. And the more I talked to the people, the more I felt more and more confident that this was going to go my way. Just what I was hearing out there. Mm. As you you were talking to the people, as you were meeting the voters – you were getting a sense of um, what was what was the main sense that you were getting from them? The the, the lack of their rights. There is, you know, we we all are angry about taxes. Taxes is always going to be there, and it's something that does anger people. And the loss of jobs and the loss, but the loss of a freedom, the loss that you cannot make your own decisions. You can't go to work. You can't go to church. You can't go to. Your kids can't go to school. Now they have to wear a mask in school. These little things started eating away at people because now you're not talking about just somebody having to shell out a few extra bucks. Now you're actually infringing upon their families. You're interfering with their raising. You know, parents were being told, you know, how to, you know, the school was going to decide the education and who decides to tell them sex education. And that's a parent's right and the parent's choice. Not not the government's right. 
So it, it became more about the right than just about taxes. I mean, taxes are always going to be there, and it's always going to be something that I'm going to strive for to fix. Because as New Jersey stands, we're, you know, New York to our north and Philadelphia to our west and D.C. to our south. We are sitting right in the middle of the corridor that we should be bustling with gross product running in and out of the state, and we should be there should be nobody having a worry of a job or paying the bill because we should just be overwhelmed with so much business, but we're not. Well, and one of the things that's interesting to me is those four cities, those big major centers that you mentioned, uh, not only are they centers of industry, but ideologically those are, and politically those are democratic strongholds. So I always think in my mind of New Jersey as being like surrounded uh, by these these blue cities and New Jersey being a blue, uh, a pretty blue state. Well, see, actually, Jersey I wouldn't say as much as blue or red. It's pockets. It's big swaths of red, just with less people. So you got a you got the Jersey blue that runs basically from Camden straight up to New York City straight up ninety five in that corridor. But on the north end of it and on the south end of it, it's pretty red. And, and you have a lot of independent, which independent tend to be a little more conservative than liberal. So it, it, it's it's just you got to get them to come out and vote. And that's what I knew. If I could get the numbers to come out, I could win. And I know we can win in other areas. Just get people to vote. It's 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 a it's a proof positive. If nothing else, if people look at my election, it's proof positive. If you come out and vote. You can win. And what are some of your goals now that uh, now that you're headed into session, um, and you have the, uh, the this vote of confidence from the people, people that you spend time talking to and getting a feel for what their priorities are. Uh, what are some of your priorities legislatively? I will always be an advocate for two way. That that is without fail. I am a big supporter of having the right of self-defense. That is something that I firmly believe in. That is a God-given right that no man can tell me how I shall be able to defend myself or my family. That is definitely always going to be there. I'm always going to fight for a better cost of living in this state. I don't know how well we're going to do with bringing the taxes down, but maybe we can stop spending them and raising them. You know, it's a waste of money. Now we here at T Rex, we're we're Second Amendment guys too. But as our as our audience has grown, um, what would you like to recommend our audience do? Obviously, there's tremendous uh, grassroots support. You had uh, you had a number of volunteers helping you out with your campaign. How could uh, our listeners either be set up to run for office uh, or to help other people who are really solid guys? Um, Really solid guys who are unlikely to get media attention unless they win. How can our guys uh, help do this in their own communities? What I would ask your listeners to do is do get involved. Whether whether you want to be a person who sits on the phone and calls people to get them to come out and vote, or somebody who actually goes and knocks doors, but what you got to do is you got to reach out to your county, reach out to your county chair, reach out to your local, you know, town chair your committees, get involved and find out what can I do to help. If they're interested in running themselves, get involved, learn, learn the, learn the things that are important to the voters. It doesn't matter. School board is very important. 
people need to get involved in the school board. You know, I'm fortunate that I don't have young children in school, so I don't have the worryment of that, but I do have grandkids. So I, I think school board is a very noble place to start and get involved in your town council. There is all sorts of ways, but reach out to your local county chair and find out what can you do and make yourself available, even if it's one day a week, if it's one day a month. If you're willing to spend that time and give that effort, it will be much appreciated. And then, of course, elections are not cheap. Even though I was able to budget it this time around, I am sure I'm going to spend a little more than what I spent last time given the fact that I have that major target on my back. For sure. Well, and I think that there's a, a an issue that, that we generally have. Uh, the media has, has really sort of set us up to be focused on the, the national stage. Um, and if not the national stage, then the, these really high-profile situations that come up in the state legislature maybe. But um, we, we, we tend to... Uh, lose sight of the fact that there is a lot of stuff we can do at uh, at the county level and the city level. And um, that really is an excellent place to find guys who uh, have been faithful in little things that are worth helping out and worth setting uh, setting up for uh, for greater greater responsibility and and they can be faithful in those bigger things. Well, absolutely. You've, like I said earlier, you build a network. You you establish friendships with people, so that now now you are interacting with people who are like minded. So you know you can learn from them. They can learn from you. You can share ideas, and then you can work for a common goal of a future that is better for yourself, better for your family and your children. And the more you interact with others the stronger it becomes because by ourselves we are weak, but as a full, you know, as a full complement of people, we become a stronger unit. We become a stronger voice and a voice that the powers that be will listen to. So the situation that, that you found yourself in, in New Jersey, the guy that you ran against had been in office for some time and the voters apparently did not feel that he was adequately representing them. So one of the great things about representative government is if our elected officials don't represent us, then we have the ability to kick them out and replace them with people who do uh, properly represent us and do properly um, adhere to the Constitution. Well, that that's it. That's what is one of the things I firmly say is I said it during the campaign when I was out there walking. I felt that my opponent forfeited his right for re-election given the fact that he sat on his hands for the last 18, 20 months, whatever it was, and allowed our governor to rule as a king. He did not challenge him. He did not question him. We had nursing home deaths that took place in our state. Nobody nobody investigated to find out why it took place. I mean, there's many reports and many allegations, but we don't know. We don't have an answer. We've never found out. We had businesses that we lost one-third of our small businesses. Our unemployment office was a joke. People were waiting nine months, a year for a check, and still some were going without check. There was multitudes of reasons. I mean, you cannot call New Jersey government and get a live person on the phone. It's an answering service. This is These are things that should not be taking place. And you have a governor who is ruling, making all these mandates when it is, it is clearly stated in our constitution that the legislature is to be an equal partner in the 
part of our government and decide our fate. And they did nothing. They lost confidence of the people. I mean, because my opponent, as you said, was in office in legislature for over 20 years in government for 30. Yeah, and I I do sense uh, that there is a trend as as the government has taken more and more authority and more and more power and the media has taken focus away from all of the governing officials that we have and, and placed that spotlight just on the few people at the top, they have created a level of um, resentment that I actually think is, is uh, completely justified and very helpful in getting people to really desire to get back to a level of accountability and representation and small decentralized government actually carrying more responsibility and individuals carrying more responsibility too. Well, that's it. And that's what we were founded on of more of a self-governing mindset. And Jersey was founded that way, that we were supposed to be small and it has become a more centralized bureaucracy in the fact that everything had to go to the powers at the top for a decision when it shouldn't be that way. Whether it be, you know, deciding your education or your business or your personal rights. You have a man who sits at the top in New Jersey who has decided, well, no, you cannot go to church and worship the God of your choice. But I can go and dance in a club with some friends or have a barbecue in my backyard, all not wearing masks and be interacting and not socially distanced. But I'm going to tell you, you cannot have your rights to assemble and share ideas. No, these are hypocrisies that cannot go on unchecked, and that's what took place in New Jersey. Yeah, well, I want to thank you. First, I want to congratulate you for for your win in the election, but I also want to thank you for your example, because there's always a temptation when we see that level of uh, abdication of actual responsibility, grasping for power and hypocrisy, the temptation is to push back in a way that is not constructive or not helpful or not lawful, for example. We've, we saw a lot of that last year. Um, and so I want to thank you for your example of pushing back in a way that is constructive and getting getting your state back on track as opposed to just pushing back uh, in a way that, that tears down uh, or destroys some of the things that don't need to be there, but actually doing it in the appropriate channels in a way that's going to build. Well, I, I thank you for that. Uh, what I would just ask all your listeners is if they if they really want to get involved, do so because I I have been you know inspired to work harder, and I do plan on pushing back more. And I do know that we can do it if we just continue down this path because the the fight is not over with just my election. The fight yeah. has actually yeah. just begun yeah. because there is still so much more work to be done and it can be done if we continue to grow as an organization, as everybody works together and they just focus because it's, I say it doesn't matter if you're Democrat or Republican or independent because the ultimate and is everybody cares about their family, their loved ones. They will lay that, their life down for their brother, for their sister, for their child, for their mother or father. And this is about your family. You want to fight and, you know, defend them, no matter how it be, whether it be in the courts or whether it be in the election or whether it be doing a march or a rally or just gathering food to help out a neighbor. But you want to be 
part of something that is greater than yourself. And that's why I chose to do this because as, as a truck driver, my life could have been anywhere I want. I could have moved in any state I wanted to because I can get a job any day as a truck driver. You see the demand right now on truckers. But I, I grew up here in New Jersey, and I choose to want to stay here where my family is. So I'm going to fight for my family. Yeah, I, was, I have uh, three small children. Uh, I know you have young grandchildren. I, I feel very confident in my ability to survive you know, the, the turmoil that's going on, but wanting to build something that, that my children and, and grandchildren can have in the future is a very big motivation for me. Well, absolutely. See, that, that's it. It's, it's not about yourself. You're, you're thinking about the future for your family because most people in later stages of life have gotten to the point where they can weather the storm and take on a lot of these you know, infractions and those burdens. But when you start thinking about, well, what about the younger ones? What about my children? What about my grandchildren? And so then you start thinking, what can I do to make a difference? And that's what I decided. And that's what others have decided. And that's what makes it, you know, such a great thing about America. Everybody can make that decision and do as they choose. There's other countries you don't have that ability or opportunity. And, that's what I love about our country. Mm, yeah. And uh, I just really appreciate your, your attitude towards doing things in your community and for your family and for the future. Uh, even though uh, you, you, the fight is just beginning and you've gone from a job that a lot of people uh, kind of look down their noses at being a truck driver to a job that is uh, truly despicable. <laughs> <laughs> having to put up with other politicians. <laughs> well, yeah, my, my daughter actually gets a little upset when she hears the news media and they say uh, how they say it in a very disparaging way. A truck driver from New Jersey, instead of just a New Jersey resident who happens to drive a truck, they, they say it in a very condescending way that what is a truck driver getting involved in politics <laughs> when the stereotype is a little falsehood because we actually aren't as dumb as some people think we are. It's a, it's a far more honorable profession than, than politician. <laughs> I thank you for that. I think because now I've become, well, I actually hate that word politician because I actually keep telling people I am not a politician. I am now an elected representative. I am going to be your representative. I'm going to be your voice. So to speak, there's a man in New Jersey who always says he's the tip of the spear. Well, that's what I'm going to be. I'm going to be the tip of the spear in this fight. I'm going to be out on point fighting the battle first. And I know that I have allies who are going to fight with me. And that's what I can look forward to. Well, that's fantastic. I appreciate that. And let us know if there's anything that we can do uh, to help you out with with the upcoming fights that you're going to be a part of. We would love to be involved uh, and, and an encouragement in whatever way that we can and really appreciate the encouragement that you are to folks who are getting into that fight. Well, I thank you for that. And uh, I just want to say, if anybody's interested in finding out about me, they can go to 3D4NJ.com or edthetrucker.com and check me out. Those are two of my websites, and they'll, they'll find more out about me. And if you're in New Jersey and you want to volunteer, you'll see that my phone number, my email is there. I will be more than happy to take you as a volunteer to help out because I do know my fight is far from over. 
It has just begun because there is going to be more. And the man who kind of runs South Jersey is very upset that I took his number one henchman out. Yeah, you know, not only are you the tip of the spear there in Jersey, but you you really, I think, are emblematic of that that change that is happening. Um, maybe it's just because you're the most dramatic story, but uh, no, I, I think that you are you're the tip of the spear there, and you you're uh, there's a lot of other spears <laughs> all over the country. I, I, if anything, my election has proven to people anything is possible. Because they gave me no shot whatsoever. Nobody paid attention to it. I've actually had some journalists apologize because they totally ignored me. They laughed when they heard my name and everything like that. And then came election night, they were all jaw dropping. So I understand, you know, but now they're going to have to wake up and realize that anything is possible if you do the work.